The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by Mad Mushroom, home of the original cheese sticks. Proudly serving Purdue's campus, Mad Mushroom offers Boilermakers amazing pizza, cheese sticks, wings, grinders, and so much more. Next time you visit, tell them Boiler Breakdown sent you for $5 off any order over $20. Mad Mushroom, feed your head. The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by Webb's Family Pharmacy. Webb's Family Pharmacy is an independently owned community pharmacy with stores located in Rochester, Akron, and North Manchester, Indiana. Webb's is happy to announce that they are providing flu shots by appointment right in your car. Simply call to set up an appointment and their friendly and caring staff will be happy to help you. For all of your high quality medical equipment, supplies, and pharmacy services, check out www.webrx.com or give them a call. Webb's Family Pharmacy the professional pharmacy with the hometown touch. The Boiler Breakdown Podcast is sponsored by Shroff Landscaping. Shroff Landscaping has been in business for over 50 years and can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, fall cleanup, and they are licensed lawn applicators. Contact Mitch Melton today for all of your landscaping needs at 317-694-9763. Shroff Landscaping, design with you in mind. This is Carson Edwards from the Boston Celtics, and you're listening to the Boiler Breakdown Podcast, hosted by Tanner Lee, Evan Webb, and Andrew Eiler. They have to win there. Painter understands. Oh, anybody? John Hopkins baptizing the masses. Trying to save it. Jump ball here. And kept in play by Edwards. What a great they numbers. They got numbers. Edwards steps it in. Oh. The Boilers got a walk-out, baby. They're walking out. Carson Edwards. Oh, good hammer time. Bring it down. The big, bad, burly bowlers take the lead by four. Shot clock down to nine. Klein can't dribble himself free. He's going to have to take a long one. Klein, step back, three for the tie. Oh, he's done it again. What's going on, everybody? It's Monday, December 14th, and you're listening or watching with us live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube to the Boiler Breakdown Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee, and of course, I'm joined, like always, by Evan Webb, and Andrew Eiler will be along here sometime shortly. What's going on, Webby? Not much, man. What's up with you? Same old, same old. Just... uh Living the dream, I don't know. Living something. I don't know if it's a dream, but we're here. Depends we're on the outcome of a football game. Exactly. We're excited to talk some Purdue sports. Uh, it's going to be a basketball-heavy podcast because not sure the football game is going to happen. Uh, last time we talked to y'all, we were previewing the Old Oak Bucket game. Well, if you've been living under a rock for some reason or just not paying attention to the news or just taking time off social media, whatever it may be. The old Oak and Bucket game did not happen last week as it was canceled due to both Purdue and Indiana's football team being hit pretty hard by COVID. Well, the Big Ten came out and was like, hey, we're going to have a Champions Week anyways, even though there's a lot of teams Champions having problems. <laughs> um, but we're not going to put every team against who they should be playing. We're going to put some rivalry games that couldn't play against each other now. So Purdue and Indiana got put in the 730 primetime spot. Friday night on the Big Ten Network, which I was elated because I'm like, we already got the crossroads on Saturday. As a diehard Denver Bronco fan, I'm like, the Broncos play Saturday afternoon. I don't need three games on Saturday. <laughs> Two's enough stress. Yeah. Uh, 
let but, alone uh, three potential losses too. That's another thing. I mean, exactly. On the same yep. day. God, I mean, it's been bad enough when there's been years where we've had a, I mean, usually it's usually a bucket game and there's a basketball game later that night. What, what was it? It was, uh, 2010 oh, we lost the bucket and lost to richmond yep in basketball later that oh man yep that was fun <laughs> watching the richmond game around indiana fans that was fun. yeah yeah it sucked um yeah. yeah that was not a good time um so yeah so i'm going i was i was pumped when i saw it was friday night i'm like all right it's friday night lights but i'm like ah, i don't know how the situation's going on between both yeah. teams well it's looking looking like both teams have 20 plus cases so even if there is a game, both teams are going to be shorthanded and probably have some players playing in positions they're not normally used to playing in. It's just not wild. good football. No, is what it's going to be. That's the thing. Is like I've heard like there's been talk of like you know they may just try and just get a game. It's like man, what is the point? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I mean from there's obviously especially from Indiana standpoint, Indiana has nothing to gain from this game aside from just bragging rights, which they've already got because they got it last year. Um, and just the way the season's gone as is, but they've got nothing to gain, in my opinion, and everything to lose. Because I mean, if they lose to this Purdue team, I mean, you're talking. I mean, I know we've talked off air in our group text about how they've um, they don't really have. Um, yeah, you know, if they're trying to fight for a New Year's Six bowl, um, a loss to Purdue is not going to get it done for them. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I haven't even seen him projected in the right. And that, that's where I know we've got our good buddy Cameron Sweden, who was on the podcast last week, who kind of broke down the game or previewed the game with us from an Indiana fan standpoint and kind of how their season's gone. Um, who we actually respect as an Indiana fan. Um, yes, I made that clear last week with yeah. the awkward intro. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> he, uh, he was mad when this game was announced because he wants Indiana to play Iowa because he wants another he wants Indiana to have a, a crack at another solid opponent because I mean really as it stands they haven't beaten a team with a winning record um, and playing Iowa would give them that chance they're only really their second chance since uh, since losing to Ohio State um, I guess we'll see obviously that might change if. Uh, Wisconsin beats Minnesota, I think, right? Because it'll be the, Minnesota. Yep. Yeah, but they'll, if they'll, but Wisconsin's two and two, right? Two and three. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yep. So that would change. Yep. So that would change. So yeah, this is I mean like their only chance to to beat a you know a team with with a winning record would have been Iowa, which I mean I can understand from their point it sucks, but sure. From our standpoint, I think it's kind of funny. Well, I, mean, I think I think the Big Ten I like, and you might have mentioned this when my phone was going haywire there, and I was trying to shut it off in a frantic moment but uh, i think the big 10 knew these teams weren't going to be able to play so they scheduled them against each other saying okay these two teams can't play anyway so we're going to yep. schedule them against each other so we have to cancel one game we're going to indiana against indiana indiana against iowa michigan against purdue and then we have to cancel two games right so, I mean, michigan's, I, already I, had, michigan's already had their their two own weeks case. they're good to go now okay I mean, okay basically what what seems at least the trend that's happened to all big 10 schools when they went on pause it knocks them out for two weeks yeah. Then by the third week, they have enough players they can at least play. Michigan's in their third week. Okay. Harbaugh said they actually had a practice yesterday, so they're ready to go against Iowa. Yeah, Purdue hasn't um, practiced since the Sunday after the Nebraska game, I think. Correct. I believe their the plan was to be on the field today with helmets and masks, okay. helmets and masks. But Do we know that actually else. happened. I'm not sure. I, I don't. I don't think the media has any grasp on this week. Um, <laughs> Purdue did let the media know that the football players were not going to be available for post-practice at all this week. Yeah. 
Jeff Brown probably will be, but he doesn't say much. Right. So he, when he can. At least today in his press conference, he said very little. Very little. So I know it's really ticking off a lot of fans, but yeah. What is your what is your thought? What is your thought on the whole Brown kind of being pretty tight lipped and very vague? It's getting worse as time goes on. Um, I don't really. I, part of me thinks somebody's ticked him off. Some some media or somebody's yeah. made him mad over the past year or so because it seems yeah. like he just doesn't want to do anything with as far as local media. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I understand keeping not wanting to tip 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 off anything to the opponent, but also some of the questions like, dude, you. You can answer that. Yeah. You don't have to say, I can't answer that, or I'm not going to answer that. Um, mm-hmm. Now, some, like the George Karloftis question, I don't think he could answer that from uh, – yeah. that's that's regarding the COVID situation with the player's mm-hmm. health. I, I, I think there's there's um, rules in place against that. So, But there's other questions. It's kind of frustrating that he beats around the bush and doesn't really give an answer. But uh, mm-hmm. we're going to see. I mean, it's interesting, you know, speaking of the Purdue team – we had another guy enter the transfer pool today, uh, Giamonte Howard, who was just a junior college pickup. He only had four tackles on the season. Um, didn't play as much as I thought he would, so I wasn't shocked. But still, anytime you get a guy going to the transfer pool, it is kind of worrisome. Yeah. Um, we've had a lot of opt-outs. Especially from a defensive standpoint where we've struggled. I mean, he yes. seems to play – he's at least played a decent amount. It's like, man, okay, if, you know, if he was a guy – he was playing a lot, you know, what's wrong with the guy behind him. Um, yeah, it's a little worrisome. Um, I know there's some worries concern. I know we were talking in our text with, with Eiler about uh, Johnson as well, because he opted out. Um, yeah, I don't think about that. Because uh, some of these opt-outs I'm not really too worried about. I think, uh, I mean, everyone has their reasons for opting out. We don't know the reasons. I'm not going to until they – show up in the transfer portal. I'm not going to think otherwise. Um, now when it was like cases like Ahmad Anderson and especially Sparks, I, I mean, I know Sparks didn't come out and say he was transferring. Did he come out and say he was transferring? He just, did he just opt out? He opted out. Yeah. But that, I would he, be shocked if he's back. Yeah. Yeah. Especially getting a, a fifth year. Um, but like Ahmad Anderson, he just went straight to the portal. Like until they say that, I'm not going to really worry too much yeah. about it. Everyone, everyone's got their own reasons for doing certain things, especially in a year like this. And we're not so certain that's certain that some of the opt-outs they might have been COVID positive and just decided right. to opt out. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. So, but we'll we'll see. And, and on the flip side, I think Purdue's going to be very active on the transfer in the transfer pool, trying mm-hmm. to get players to come in. So. Yeah, I mean, you got signing day this uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Yep. Um, trying to see here. I've got Golden Black pulled up. Uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting if we'll see any surprises or not. Well, we had one this past week. Um, yeah, that even took uh, Golden Black by surprise, which doesn't yeah. happen very often. Yeah, we had uh, our quarterback commit, Sam Jackson, from I think he's from Naperville. Oh, yeah, I was Illinois. thinking about the one we got the week before. Oh. Never mind, the corner from Louisiana. Oh, yeah, Rigsby. I'm not sure if we talked about him last week or not. I think we I think we did. I think with, we touched on it. Yeah. With Moon, um, the commitment from Fort Wayne Snyder. Um, but yeah, we had Sam Jackson, the quarterback commit, uh, decommit uh, from Purdue. <laughs> I mean, I think the frustrating part about that one is, from what it sounds like, was we took him over Donovan McCauley from the quarterback yes. from Lawrence North, from Lawrence North, mm-hmm. um, who essentially was down to us, Indiana, and Iowa and Mississippi. Mississippi was Mississippi, Mississippi State. I think it was Ole Miss. 
Okay. And it pretty much when it signed was pretty much between us and Indiana and, um, you know, we Jackson committed. And then like the next day, I think McCauley committed to Indiana and it was like, okay, well maybe we just took him because we knew McCauley was going to, but then it sounded like we took Jackson over McCauley. Yes. And so that's what kind of makes this sting a lot more is we probably could have waited a little bit and yep. um, gotten a really good quarterback, but I don't know if, <clears throat> I mean, who knows? I mean, the reason why we took Jackson, because I mean, it's not like there's a lot of questions around him anyways, because of, one is height. He's like a 5'10", 5'11", you know, sub-six-foot quarterback, which, yes, we can make comparisons to Drew Brees all we want, but you, there's a reason you don't see a ton of six-foot or mm-hmm. shorter quarterbacks in the Big Ten or even in the NFL. I mean, you've got you know a few exceptions with Russell Wilson and Drew Brees. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, yeah. Baker, uh, Baker's right around six-foot. Yeah. But, I mean, like I said, it's, you don't see him very often uh, mm-hmm. succeed. And – um, there was a whole thing about him committing and decommitting from Minnesota twice. There was that question in there. So it's just a little frustrating, but you, you maybe wonder if with the commitment we got from maybe we, the coaches knew that we were getting Brady Allen before we did, and they're okay with kind of taking a gap year. And, but you better make sure Brady Allen's movement is solid because he could, you know, you know, if, the, if he has a normal off season and can tear it up and he gets, you know, maybe gets that Notre Dame offer or something, you never know what could happen. And, the last thing, if, if we lose Allen, that's going to really suck. Sure will, because, I mean, um, yeah, Jackson left us with no time really to go get a quarterback. No. But but I don't mind taking a break. I mean, usually you want to grab one every year, but with this year without anybody losing eligibility, I mm-hmm. mean, Limo comes back as a freshman. Um, we're trying to get him into a tight end, right? That's the quarter, That's the guy we're trying to convert to a tight end, is that? Or am I not, just... not a Limo. Um, that's not Paul Limo. Pafari. Pafar, okay, because people kept oh, mentioning Alimo, and I was like, "Isn't he the guy?" Oh, in? I completely forgot about Pafari. My yeah. bad. Yeah, Alimo is okay. the guy that hopefully is the future. I mean, he's yeah. the, he's the kid from uh, New Jersey. That's um, right. His yes. brother plays on Rutgers, Rutgers, and yes. I was really I was, scared was that Shana was going to flip him. Yeah, I was getting him and Pafari. Yeah, mm-hmm. Pafari of the one I'm trying to bulk up because I thought because everyone kept saying, "I was like, I thought Alimo has been here already," and I thought like he's been you know that we're gonna, but never mind. I'm yep. mixing that up, yep, but. Um, but as it stands, we've got 12 guys committed right now. Mm-hmm. I know I saw earlier today, I saw like Ricky Smith post that he's the defensive back from Orlando that he's going to be signing with us. So like, I mean, you worry, you always worry about, especially in a year like this about um, some crazy things happening and people flipping, especially football more than more so than basketball. Mm-hmm. Just, I feel like football recruiting so much is so much more shady, shadier than yes. basketball recruiting. Cause you don't, you don't see a ton of, basketball decommits and flips you know especially on signing day let alone i mean we i know i know pretty we haven't had too much we had the cj walker instance but that turned out all right for us getting carson edwards as a replacement but i feel like we don't have that a ton in basketball but football you, you see it a lot um it's more of heartbreak in basketball of we don't know where the guy's going on decision day and then yeah like tyler zeller 24 yeah. hours before the announcement whole I was too young to be – oh, I wasn't too young, but it was before my time when I was on Knucklehead Central, and everybody just – I wish I could go back in time and see that because everybody says yeah. that was just the worst. Yeah. He, he told Lewis 24 hours beforehand that he was coming with everything, and then it didn't happen. Yeah. He went to Carolina. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, from all what it sounds like, we may get another couple commitments. I mean, there's always mm-hmm. the Yanni Karloftis out there, which, I mean, it 
I can't see why he would go out to Cal if he hasn't been there. I think Purdue kind of gets him by default, and I feel bad for the kid, but at the same time, I think it's going to benefit Purdue big time. And I think Brom and staff have have pretty much told me to come in and start and get a lot of playing time. And when they they promise that to an incoming freshman, they usually back their words up. I mean, Rondell Mm -hmm. Moore, David Bell, George Karloftis. So there's no reason to think that won't be the case. Right. And then there's the offensive lineman from – Wisconsin, who's supposed we've we might get. Um, I can't remember his last, his last name, like Mbau or yeah, Bao. I'm not sure he pronounced it. I'm sure we'll find out on signing day. <clears throat> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's gonna be it's a small class. I know I've seen some people, you know, getting a little pissed off online about how we're the 14th ranked recruiting class and the same Jackson decommit did not help us anymore. It didn't help us any, but. We don't I, lose any guys. We yeah, that's the thing. Is like, I mean, a lot, guys. especially like on, I know, especially you see the ranking on on two four seven sports rivals and have a. I don't think they have like a class ranking because they don't. Their system is a little different, but I mean, especially on two four seven. Obviously, the caliber of player matters, but it's also the quantity. When you can get up yep. to twenty five guys, that matters a lot. And when you've got you know twelve, thirteen guys, it's just unless they're all just four and five stars, it's not going to make that much of an impact. And like you said, like we've got, we're pretty young. Pretty much, mm-hmm. pretty much everywhere. Um, I like to see. I'm trying to think here. We running through. We got the Javon Grigs- Grigsby commitment last week, which was awesome. Um, defensive back. Always need more defense. Uh, you got Jaquez Cross from Arkansas, who I his team just won state championship. Yeah, I think I think he's gonna be a steal. I'm not sure. Are mm-hmm. we gonna are we gonna try him at running back? Probably. I mean, who knows how what the running back room looks like next year? At least but, right now, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Drew Biber tied in out of Wisconsin. Uh, Oh boy, Muhammad Musa from uh, Pike. He's offensive lineman. I think that's gonna be a good get for us. Mm-hmm. Ricky Smith, defensive back from Florida. Deion Burks, wide receiver from Michigan, looking probably a little speedster. Um, Corday Sider, Side Sidner. I can't pronounce the name. Uh, defensive end from New York. I think he's gonna be one of those guys who could come in like a Yanni and probably get some snaps early as a freshman. Uh, Zach Richards, offensive lineman from Mooresville. Tristan Cox from Kentucky, linebacker. Uh, Brandon Galloway, defensive back from Georgia. Uh, Jalen Alsop, Vandeveter, or yeah, Vandevanner from Mooresville, uh, teammate of Zach Richards. And then Preston Terrell, the receiver from Brownsburg, who was our first commit all the way back uh, last September. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm fine with class on paper. Yeah. I mean, I, mean I, think, I think definitely also the, the, the skepticism of this class, too, is just the fact that we don't have the, the, uh, what's the word I look for? Kind of the standout one player that we had, what we've had for about every other class. I'm not even really sure we even really had one last class. And I guess maybe like a, you know, Gus Hartwig, maybe because he was. Tyreek Murphy probably was the. Tyreek Murphy, top you know, guy. Malik Carr probably. Yeah, but yeah, even yeah, then, yeah. it was like he's coming to a loaded receiver room. Mm-hmm. Um, and this class doesn't really seem to have that, which I'm also going to get a good thing because it means that we've hopefully got some guys ahead of them that are good. Um, yep. But I think that's probably also the, some of, with some of the skepticism is we don't have that guy who's kind of the, the standout, which, I mean, I'm not sure Yanni, call up to Yanni will be that, but, I mean, I think we'll definitely get a shot to play right away. One more thing I want to bring up about football before we get into some Big Ten picks and then get rolling and talking mm-hmm. about basketball is uh, it was reported that Brian Brom has interviewed to become the offensive coordinator at the University of Kentucky. Um, so is Joe Moorhead, mm-hmm. who – 
was it was used to be the Mississippi State head coach. Now he's on Oregon staff, and he was kind of the guy who got leaked out after Brom came became Purdue's coach. Uh, Moorhead was probably option number two. He was Ohio yeah, State, yeah, Penn State's offensive coordinator at the time, and Bobinski met with him twice. The second time was at during the Big Ten championship weekend when Penn State was in Indianapolis. So okay. he was kind of had him lined up just in case Jeff said no. Hmm. Um, then he went to Mississippi State, did okay, but they kind of gave him the axe probably a year early. But yeah. the SEC, they do that. Um, they also buy their coaches out of $21 million buyouts during a pandemic. But uh, it, that one, I was I was kind of talking about Gus Malzahn. That's the mm-hmm. last name, right? I forgot how I was for yep. the name. That, I, I, I was originally kind of what you just said. I was really pissed off when they did that. It's like, man, you got so many schools that are, you know, hurting, cutting, cutting sports. And I was like, Athletic department's not paying a dime of that. That is all boosters. That's just yep. people spending their money. Yep. So I'm not going to tell people how to spend their money. No, nope. um, you got that kind of money, but it's, it's just crazy. It's crazy. College football, the business of college football has not changed during a pandemic, no. and it never will. This proves it no. never will. It just is yeah. how it is, and it's gonna, it's gonna keep the college football world is gonna keep spinning. It yeah. doesn't matter, um, which is nuts. Even I didn't even think Illinois was gonna let Lovey go, but no, didn't. no, I didn't think there'd be very many, especially like. And you're like this where everything's just so especially with Illinois being just hit as hard as they were with COVID, mm-hmm. I thought for sure that's gonna buy him another year. But yep. I mean I, I know we talked kind of last year and our a friend of ours who says he's not an Illinois fan, but we think he probably is. Um, he at least he's a big Illinois basketball fan. But they're saying I think they were saying last year they gave him an extension. Yep. And part of that was to lower his buyout in the case yep. of what they did this year, which I mean it is what it is, but Santa Lovey's on the move. Yeah, given Whitman's track record, he's going to pull something out of left field. Yeah. Um, there'll be a name we're not even discussing. So, But anyways, yeah. Brian Brom um, interviewed for the offense coordinator at Kentucky, which is pretty interesting. Um, I don't know how serious he's in consideration. Yeah. I assume it's pretty serious, but that tells me one of uh, – here's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping he's using it as, hey, Jeff, if you don't let me call plays, I'm going to leave. Yeah. That's no, kind I, of I actually hoping. didn't think about that. That's I, mean, that's, I haven't really. That's put what I'm hoping he uses some leverage because yeah. that's the only thing. Because I like to think we're either either even poor or a little above Kentucky when it comes to a football mm-hmm. program. Because Stoops has been struggling a little bit the last few years, even though yeah. he recruit. And maybe Brian, you know, like you know, they'll let me call plays down there, so I'm going to yeah. go interview. Also, I hope we don't lose him in the fact that. He goes to Kentucky. He can recruit that area. All of a sudden, we're in recruiting battle with Kentucky and mm-hmm. Louisville, both. Yeah. Um, but also on the flip side, it might not be the worst thing to break up the Brom mm-hmm. brigade a little bit. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it's been fine the first few years, but I feel like friction's going to happen eventually when you have so many many same members of the family on the sidelines. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I like the idea of him using his leverage because I think that's kind of one of my things where. You know, I feel like Brom should. I mean, I related a lot to. I'm a Bears fan, and same thing with Matt Nagy of you know him being the offensive guru that he's was hyped up to be. And you know, I feel like, I mean, this is coming from someone who's never coached a down in football in my life, or really coached anything in my life. But I feel like, you know, I don't see Nick Saban calling plays. I don't see Davo Sweeney calling plays. And granted, those guys are you know. Upper, I don't see. Does Ryan Day call plays at Ohio State? Maybe. No, Kevin Wilson. Oh, that's right. I'm not sure about – does he do on defense? I don't think so, yeah, but I'm not I mean, sure. I feel like you see the coaches, like the top coaches are 
game managers, you know, doing whatever they have to. And when you've got a coach who's so wrapped up in one side of the ball and worrying about that, I feel like you, you can see some, some other areas slip where he could be, you know, firing up the defense, which we, you know, I think we really miss with Nick Holt not being there this year and not being on the sideline. Um, but I mean, when he called, I mean, he called a game against against Iowa. I thought he, played, he called a pretty mm-hmm. good game. It wasn't anything exciting, but I mean, hey, mm-hmm. we won the game. Um, so I like to see that just to just to see something different. But as we've learned, Brahms a pretty uh, hard headed guy, and a little I think stubborn, a little stubborn, a little bit. I feel like it's going to be hell or high water before he uh, <laughs> gives up his play. Yeah, these guys are so competitive, and they want to prove that you know. They're as good as they, people say they are, and yep. yeah, that's when you get egos involved, and that's where things can, especially when things are going well, that's when things can can really spiral. When you got when things are going well, it's fine because winning winning cures all. But when things aren't going well, that's when, as we've seen with this year, is you know things just you know it's just a bunch of finger pointing. But yeah, I don't know what to think about it. Um, I like Brendan Sage. I think he did a really good job. I think he does a good job developing quarterbacks. I and mean, we saw the difference he made with David Blau and Sindelar. When he came in, I mean, you saw Blau led the nation in picks the year before, and you know by the end of it, you know he was you know pretty steady and just a really fun player to watch. Same with Sindelar. I wish we could have seen more, obviously, with the injury, but um, so that'll that'll sting. And like I said, the recruiting thing is just a whole another battle that we'll be getting into with the Brown brothers fighting over quarterbacks from their home state. Hopefully, don't have to worry about it. Hopefully, it's yeah. kind of using leverage, and then Jeff could be like, okay, I'm gonna. The yeah. delegate play calling duties to you from now on. So I wonder we'll if they're, I would assume probably they're probably going to offer more money too. So I mean, I have no idea. I mean, we're paying our yeah. assistants a lot, but yeah, we'll see. It's uh, we should know probably soon, I would think. Yeah, if he gets Kentucky job or not, I don't what think did, Kentucky's going to wait. How did Kentucky do this year? I have no idea. I have no idea. I think they were like a game under 500, a game or two. Okay. Um, I know Stoops' overall record there is like right around 500 now for his career in eight years. So because for a while he had them in the top 25 and yeah so there was a year or two they were playing in the big bowl against Penn State so yeah cuz I'm like oh great and they started winning recruiting battles over us and it was making me mad at the time <laughs> but yeah, um, it looks like Kentucky is 4 and 6 okay two games under 500 okay. yeah they uh they lost to Florida by a couple touchdowns they blasted South Carolina got Got beat by sixty against Alabama. Well, who didn't? Be <laughs> barely beat Vanderbilt. Either. Barely beat Vanderbilt, which Vanderbilt's not very good. Nope. Um, beat Tennessee. Vanderbilt hired somebody today, and I don't remember who it is. Who it was? I didn't see that. Yeah. So, but before we move into the college football picks, I need to let everybody know that the Boiler Breakdown is brought to you by Mad Mushroom. Mad Mushroom has been serving Boilermakers since 1993, and they're located in the heart of West Lafayette, and they're known as the home of the original cheese sticks. But whenever I visit, I like to sit down and have an ice-cold beer while trying out their latest pizza of the month, which this month, it is the Fixins, which is mashed potatoes, turkey, ham, corn, chives, and cheddar cheese. And for anybody watching the stream, here's a picture of what it looks like. And... But the good news is, next time you're in town, you can stop in and tell them the, that the Boiler Breakdown sent you for $5 off any order over $20. Or if you want to order online, any Boiler Breakdown listener can use the coupon code BREAK5, that's all caps, B-R-E-A-K-5, 
to claim your discount at madmushroom.com. Mad Mushroom, feed your head. And we really appreciate all the support they've given our podcast uh, throughout this season in the year 2020 and looking forward to growing the partnership in 2021 as we become almost a basketball exclusive uh, (sighs) podcast here. So yeah, it was, uh, I've been in quarantine the last two weeks, finally got out of it today, and uh, I could have really used some Mad Mush cheese sticks oh, a couple man. of those times when I was, but they don't deliver to Indianapolis, so. Nope. Uh, sure once if, uh, once everything gets a little more normal, we'll have to make the trip to Absolutely. West and into the old stomping grounds of Mad Mush and uh, chow down some cheese sticks and maybe Absolutely. go across the street to Harry's and get a brew or two or Colorado root beer. Or three. Who knows? <laughs> then back for some more cheese sticks. Um, so let's pick some Big Ten football games. Uh, we've got another Friday game. I know we mentioned the bucket game of Friday night. We got a four o'clock Friday matchup. I love this. Nebraska at Rutgers. Hats off to Greg Schiano. Three wins this year. That's as many as the program had in total in the last two years. I just love the Big Ten sticking Nebraska at a four o'clock game on a Friday when. Not a lot of people are going to be watching, let's be honest, at least hey, you know, aside from your diehards. Anybody, anywhere. <laughs> their motto. So they're sticking at 4 o'clock on a Friday. Yep. I don't have a line on this game. I don't either. And the ESPN predictor gives North Nebraska a 52.6% chance of winning, so it's a pretty – Pretty much coin flip. Yeah. I like what Rutgers has been doing. They've been fun, uh, as much as I hate to say it. Um Shiano's got them playing hard. They look like they're playing inspired football. Like I said, they've been they've been throwing in some trick plays and making it really fun. You know, no longer. I mean, maybe they haven't gotten rid of the Buckers moniker yet, but I'm picking Rutgers for the, for this game because I just I just feel like they've got some momentum. Um, did they did they win last week? Uh, yeah, they beat Maryland in overtime. Or, right. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm picking Rutgers in this one. I am too. Well, for all the reasons you said, they remind me a lot of Brown's first team in 2017, mm-hmm. which speaking of that, that was really interesting on the Jeff Brown radio show last week. He kept bringing up the 2017 team, how they had a bunch of guys who were hungry to win. Mm-hmm. They had a bunch of good leaders and Elijah Sindelar, Markel Jones, Juwan Bentley, Marcus Bailey. I'm sure I'm forgetting others. Yeah. I feel like he was kind of um, poking at this team this year. Mm-hmm. It feels, yeah. I think it feels like outside of Jackson Anthrop, maybe a lot of these seniors weren't leaders. For this year, yeah, I think I mean, that's pretty. I think it's pretty apparent from what we've seen. I mean, obviously, you've got a lot of young guys. You know, quarterbacks young. Your star wide receivers are young. I mean, your running backs are young. Um, then your older guys. I mean, you'd like to see more out of like someone like Lorenzo Neal. Um, mm-hmm. Even I mean, I think Derek Barnes has done a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you had with those teams, you had so many guys who were older and had been through just so much crap. Tired of losing. Yeah, just tired of losing. Um, I remember seeing a tweet. Um, Kirk Barron tweeted something. I think after, I think the Hazel last year, um, like he's you know sick of his underdog, you know BS that like he wanted. You can tell like he wanted to win, and they said so many guys who were just sick of it and really stepped up their game when they had someone at the helm who was knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know if there's maybe a lot of this young class is, you know, experienced winning. And so they don't know what it's like to have those types of seasons. Um, obviously we had a, a bad one last year, but you can maybe chalk one up to injury, but yeah, I just feel like you've got a lot of guys who maybe hadn't experienced this type of adversity before, you know, depending on, I'm not sure what they did in their high school teams, but yeah, it's definitely, I think we're definitely missing, you know, the Marcus Bailey leadership, the day, I mean, David Blau, 
I mean, I know, you know, David Blau's like, they're both great, but I think David Blau is just a different type of leader than that we, sure. we haven't seen in a long time at Purdue. Um, yep. And we miss him every day. And, but it was really, we just don't have that this year. And I mean, not saying, you know, some guys aren't leaders, but it's just a different type and maybe not the most effective right now. Hopefully they find that in the off season. Some yeah. of these older guys. Mm-hmm. So got the Big Ten championships at noon. It's the Fox noon game. I forgot it's at noon this year. Number 14, Northwestern. Number four, Ohio State. Ohio State's a 21-point favorite. East Penn predictor guys gives them a 90.9% chance of winning. I, I think they cover. I mean, I think they're just trying – I think I'm trying to leave no doubt. You know, they haven't played as many games as some of these, you know, as the SEC or the ACC, and, you know, that could come back. And if this is a close game, that could come back to bite them. I mean, I think with, with Florida losing over the weekend, which – I was, I, yeah, with Florida losing, I think it's you win, you're in for a high Yeah, yeah. Um, unless something crazy happens. I mean, unless like Alabama lose, which I still think Alabama is in. Like Alabama's Alabama's in. in. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Notre Dame is in no matter what, unless they absolutely get like killed by like six. Right. Um, yeah. Two loss Clemson, that's where it gets interesting. If a two loss mm-hmm. Clemson loses by more than a touchdown, I think they're out. Yep. Now, if they lose by touchdown or closer, do you take a two-loss Clemson or do you take a one-loss A&M? I, I think they would almost take a two-loss Clemson just because one of those losses came without the best quarterback in the nation playing. Mm-hmm. So I think you, they are going to throw that. I mean, they're going to – I mean, the college committee has made some really interesting yep. remarks when it comes to why they, they pick certain teams mm-hmm. in terms of their rankings. So who the hell knows about what they're, what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. Probably Ohio State's probably safe. Even if they, yeah. unless they, I mean, if Ohio State loses, do you think they're in? No, if they lose, they're out. They, yeah. they, they are out if they yeah. lose. I agree. But I, I think, think they, they I think they win, but I'll, I'll say Northwestern covers 21. I think okay. between 14 and 17 points. The battle for the Paul Bunyan X, you got 3-3 three and three Minnesota, who is proving they play better when their roster is depleted mm-hmm. at 2-3 and three Wisconsin. Wisconsin's 11.5-point favorite. I have, after being pretty impressed with Wisconsin early on this year, I have not been impressed with them as of late. Playing worse as the season goes on. Yeah, and as you just said, with Minnesota's proven that they can do a lot with very little. Um, was I've got Wisconsin as a twelve point favorite. I think Minnesota wins this game, especially at Camp Randall, no fans. If it was like if it was with fans, I that would obviously play a factor. But yeah. I think I think Minnesota wins this game. I could be very wrong, but I'll take Wisconsin. But it's a close one. I think Minnesota yeah. covered eleven and a half. Illinois, a lovey list at uh, Penn State, who's kind of gotten a groove the last few weeks. Penn State, yeah. I got a 14 and a half. Who's the interim for? Do we know who the interim is for Illinois right now? Them. I don't remember yeah. who it was. I, I don't, I can't see them playing all that inspired football. I think Penn State rolls pretty easily. Yeah. They win three too. touchdowns. They're the better team. Yeah. Uh, Michigan, we don't, they haven't played in like forever. At number sixteen, Iowa, who's on six straight, they are hot. I think they're the, they're the second best team in the conference. I, I do. Th- I think they're better than Indiana. Yeah. Um, Ooh, okay. <laughs> uh, I was fourteen West, okay. fourteen point favorite. I, I think they're better than Indiana. I think they're better than Northwestern. Um, I know their two losses were to Purdue and Northwestern, but I think mm-hmm. I'm glad we got them when we did. Yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent. I think I think Iowa wins. I mm, do they cover? Yeah, I'm going to say they cover. I think they will right on the dot, right on 14. Yeah. I, I, think say, I think 14 and 17 out. points, yeah. 
Michigan State at Maryland. I don't have God. a line on this one. Maryland by two is what I've got. It's a coin flip. They're both two and two and uh, both not two and five, good. two and three. Yeah. yeah, they're not good. Um, God, I have not been impressed with Maryland. At, I mean, the, I haven't watched them a ton. Either of these teams. No, but at least Michigan State beat somebody. Northwestern. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think for that, I'm going to pick Michigan State just off of that. I think I am too. Yeah, um, Northwestern's got to be kicking themselves because they would have won that game and then beat somehow beat Ohio State this weekend. They might sneak into the playoff. Um, Oof, definitely a New York Six. I'm not sure. Or New York Six. I just want to call it New York Six. I'm not sure yeah, why. New York, New York yeah, Six. New York Six. Um, whew, that's interesting. That would be interesting. But they didn't. They lost. They did not, yeah. Then uh, Purdue at number 12, Indiana. The thing I laugh about this game, and, and I want to go on record, I don't think it's going to happen. So I don't nah, think it's going to matter. But somehow between last week and this week, the line went from 14 down to 10. What changed within a week when the team? <laughs> well, you were saying this last week. You were saying this last week where yeah. the, the spread started to go down yeah. a little bit. And you're like, I wonder if it's Indiana. Is just you know, if There's a lot of players out with COVID that we, that we just don't know about, but Vegas somehow does. And lo and behold, we found out it wasn't just a Purdue issue. It was an Indiana yeah. issue. Um, I'm sticking with my what I said last week is – Purdue wins on a stupid play by like one or two. I picked Indiana last week, but I'm slipping. <laughs> I don't think this game's going to happen, so yeah. I don't think it's going to matter, and it makes my conscience a little more. But, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking Purdue, they shocked the world and somehow play, and like uh, Austin Burton plays a bunch of quarterback. And yeah. to, and He's quarterback and linebacker. In the- <laughs> he walks out with the bucket. <laughs> and, uh, um, but I will say – I. In, in, in and in we were kind of talking about this off air, and, and, and you and Andrew brought up some good points, but I have been a little disappointed, especially mm. on the message boards and Twitter, of the mindset. You can of thank me and Andrew too, because we've been pretty negative too. <laughs> Just, it, 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 I don't want to say this about you guys because you guys haven't really portrayed this, but. There are some people that look just like they're scared of the Indiana football program. It's like, I don't care if they're the number eight team in the nation and we are not having a good season. I will never say I'm scared of Indiana football. Yeah. I just can't. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I, we could be 0-11. They could be 11-0. And, and I can't. Just growing up without rivalry, was, I can't do that. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. It's just like, I know we don't want to go in there and lose them. Absolutely. But yeah. – there's always a chance you play the game for a reason in a rivalry game. There's always a chance you could go in there. and Wouldn't it be worth it just to go in there and just ruin their dream season? That would be hilarious. Mm-hmm. That would. I mean, you, you hate having a season hang on one game, but given the season we've had, that would make up for everything. It would just you, be so funny, and especially like just absolutely because they've been because they've been as we've talked about with some friends, is they've been very UCF like in that yeah. they feel they feel very entitled to everything now which is just weird coming from that sport at that school um you know you have they had a good year last year obviously sure um and then this year just being the i mean you had an awful penn state team an awful michigan team you know where their signature wins and you know, yeah you played Ohio State very close which is very admirable um I'm back so, down 35 7 yeah yeah but it's just uh-huh. like i mean i still think yeah. it goes all the way back to that penn state if they call yeah. the next short Season's different. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And if, if the Big Ten doesn't reverse our call at Minnesota, I think our season's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy, but I think I think our kids got down pretty mm-hmm. quick after that game. I would agree, but yeah, it's it's just been it's just weird, weird to see 
their fan base or certain fans of theirs just act like there's they, one guy on Twitter and you brought this up, Evan, that he said Tom Allen would not go to Auburn because that's a step down. God, just like just an asinine statement. It's just like, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. And one guy goes, one guy, and I looked him up. I don't know what he wasn't from Auburn or Indiana. I don't know what fan base he was associated with or his allegiance with Lays, but he said, When when did I when is IU played a New Year's six bowl? I want to say never. Yeah, they've not <laughs> played the Capital One. I mean, yeah, no, they've not yeah. played the New Year's Six since. I mean, it's, it's been maybe a like the eighties, but that was yeah. a New Year's Six then. So yeah, uh, we do got a comment here on Facebook. It says uh, agree would be great to ruin their season, but feel like it's more likely to be more salt in the wound the way our season has gone. Now that's a that's a fair point. Yeah, that's what more about, yeah. My, that's my biggest thing. It's just like I just don't want to go in there and just get. Our I wouldn't want to get. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah that's just, like, if the game like last year, you know, so be it. It'll suck. But like, yeah, I just don't want to go in there and lose like forty-two to ten. You know, do what they did, what we did to them. You know, a couple yep. times with Tiller. Good point. But, yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, who knows? Like, who on their team is hurt? Or, you know, is has, has COVID? If it's, you know, if it's if Tuttle's out too, you know, who, I'm not sure who their, who their third string is. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting. Like I, said, I don't think this game happens. I no. think like we talked about earlier. I think the Big Ten scheduled this game for a very specific reason. Um, we could find out by tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I just, yeah. I just don't think. I mean, you if you follow the Golden Black Beat Riders, they don't seem very confident it's gonna happen. So they're on the inside. Yeah. And then let's go ahead and pick Notre Dame Clemson while we're at it. And then we'll get into basketball talk. Uh, what is the? I think Clemson's a nine or ten point favorite, I believe. Let's see here. That's a four o'clock uh, ABC game on Saturday. I'm taking Clemson, by the way. Clemson or Clemson's a ten and a half point favorite. I think they cover. I do I too. Think, I think they're out to prove that what happened. I mean, they lost. I mean, Notre Dame's good. I hate admitting it, but they are freaking yes, good. They are good. Um, I'm not still sure about the quarterback play for whatever reason. I haven't watched them, so I'm not sure. If Ethan Burke's a winner. I mean, he's yeah. been there forever. He just wins, but yeah. But I mean, I don't think he's the guy who's going to do anything at the next level. I'm not saying that's a bad mm-hmm. thing. Um, yeah, I think Clemson's out to prove that what happened last game was, you know, not them. And I think yep. they, I think they don't let up. Yep, I think Clemson wins by about seventeen-ish yeah. points. So, hope so at least. What's uh, the, I didn't check. What's the spread of the Alabama Florida game? I didn't check either because Florida likes to throw shoes. <laughs> What an idiot! What, what what, yeah, what, I, didn't, I didn't watch. I watched a little bit of that game, but I, I had to stop watching well before that. Well, why so would you throw somebody's shoe in general? Why? <laughs> why would you want to touch somebody's then, shoe? What's his, the coach for Florida? Was like, oh, he was Damn just celebrating. He, he, he's lost my respect. That he said a lot of stupid things this year, and I used yeah. to like him at Mississippi State. He's let the big time get to his head at Florida. I don't like Dan Mullen. Yeah, it's a Alabama favorite by seventeen. I think they yep. blast Florida. Alabama's not. I think they win a national championship. I don't see them losing. Really? I just think they are that good this year. They're yeah. on a mission. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Clemson's good. Ohio State's good. Notre Dame's good. I don't think they. They're so what would be? I'm trying to think what the let's say Clemson wins. Ohio State wins. Yep. Let's say your, your four are oh, Alabama. Yep. Um, order, but Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Notre Dame. So what, yep. are the, what would the seeding be, do you think? Do you think One, four, two, three. Right, but who do you think is the who do you think is the four? Notre Dame. Really? You don't think they'd put them? 
I guess that wouldn't make sense in the really three. So I was thinking like, that'd be crazy if it'd be a if they'd play essentially two times two times in a row. They, don't, they won't want a Clemson Notre Dame playing three times less yeah. national championship. Yeah, and That's particularly true. because Notre Dame's part of the ACC this year, they wouldn't want to. So it would right. be probably Ohio State Clemson, which would be a nice rematch from last year's playoff. Yeah, which Clemson won a classic game between the two. So, but um. We'll see. Maybe AM has a chance. Maybe a slim, slim, slim outside chance Cincinnati. I don't see that happening. I don't think a non-power five school gets into the playoff until if the day they expand to eight. Yeah. I don't okay, see I'm trying, I'm trying a scenario that would let Cincinnati even in. I mean, you have to have Notre Ohio Dame gets State rocked lose. and Ohio State loses. Yeah. Even then like an Alabama loss too. I mean, I'm not sure about that. Clemson would... gets rocked in Ohio uh, State. Yeah. Yeah, that would yeah. give Clemson two losses, and if they get yeah. rocked, you can't defend that. Yeah, that's true. So I have it's it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm for it. I'm all for chaos. So yeah, I don't see any scenario where USC gets in, nor should they. They just haven't played enough games. No. Yeah. So, all right, let's get to some basketball talk. Um, Boilers had an interesting week last week. A split that should have been two and zero. I think that's safe to say. Mm-hmm. Um, they led a 18 point halftime lead down in um. Miami. Miami. I was trying to think of the actual coral. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's something that I had no idea what place existed yeah, until uh, yeah. um, the game. But they lost to a Miami team that was missing three guys in that just not that good of a Miami really team. The best player. Yeah, they just weren't that impressive, and they went on went on to lose the Florida Gulf Coast over the weekend. Yeah. Um, Just a tail two halves. I mean, Purdue wasn't shooting the ball well in the first half, but Miami couldn't make anything. I mean, we started out the game. Brandon Newman was outscoring yeah, the entire Miami. Points. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. I was like, okay, here we go. And like, it was kind of like we were rolling. It was okay. This is awesome. And then it was like all of a sudden it was just like they. I mean, Miami kept went on a little bit of a run to start the second half, and then we got it back to about a seventeen point lead. But I think that little mini run. You know, we always hear Gene K and Gene K used to always say the most important. You know, it's the you know last four minutes, of the first half, first four minutes of the second half are super important times. And I think we, they got some confidence. Um, you know, our offense just came to a, I don't know what, I still don't know what the hell happened with our offense that game, but it just completely stalled out. Um, yeah, it was just a really disappointing loss. Especially yeah, for, well, the fact that it wasn't like, cause we, we talk about it and it's been mentioned a couple of times, but it was very similar to the Marquette game of last year. Yep. If I remember correctly, at least Marquette was hitting shots. Like actually like I yeah. think they were. Whereas like Marcus right, Howard and then they had another yeah. kid that was pretty good. But like Miami was like I mean they were just awful from the three point line. Like none of their shots were I think they hit like one three pointer the entire game or something like that. So it's like it's one thing if you lose if they're just bombing away and hitting them. Yep. Kind of like Indiana State was late in the game the other day, but like they just got it done. Then I was just getting really frustrated with how many backdoors we were allowing them. That's just yep. a a discipline and awareness thing. Um, it reminded me so much of when I played, you know, in like in, in practice in high school basketball, there was always a time where I would get beat back door and it just aggravated me to no end. So something that you, you should, that's not like a, you know, a skill where, you know, you're like, he's, he's outworked you as the thing. And that's, that was just really frustrating to see, especially from, I know Sasha got beat a bunch back door and that's what was driving me. And that's just the, the collapse on defense too. That we had. It, felt, it felt like Game Purdue just beat themselves and yeah. the foul trouble was frustrating. Um, mm-hmm. Just too many guys getting in foul trouble, whether it was offensive fouls or mm-hmm. questionable offensive fouls or uh, just wrong place, wrong time on defense, whatever it was, or just 
r- ridiculous, un- inexcusable fouls. But mm-hmm. it all added up. It was a disappointing loss. Matt, Matt Painter, I guess, ripped into the team unlike he's done in years, maybe even ever, according to mm-hmm. people who are close by. And good. They needed it. Yeah. He um, switched up the lineup, the starting lineup on uh, Saturday, and took everybody out except uh, Brandon Newman and Sasha, Sasha Stavanovich. He replaced Isaiah Thompson with um, Eric Hunter Jr., replaced Darren Wheeler with Mason Gillis, and replaced Trayvon Williams with Zach Eady. And Williams and Wheeler really responded to being um, to be coming off the bench. We, uh, Williams not right away, though. <laughs> when Wheeler, that? Not right away, though. When Williams came no, in, no. I was just like, no. man, like he did not no. look like – I was hoping he would come in and just – I mean, he, he ended up doing what I hoped he would do, mm-hmm. but he did not start the way I was hoping he would. It was like – it was kind of like I think his first – couple minutes he played it was just like okay yeah like this just did nothing or we just <laughs> i was really a little frustrated but i mean i was really i mean i know i'm a, I'm a wheeler fanboy but i thought he played, <laughs> no, really <we> well. <laughs> I, I thought he played really well that, I that mean, was one I, of the better games he's played in a long time yeah if not one of probably if not the best game just from a overall standpoint yeah i mean he had i think 13 rebounds four mm-hmm. blocks i'm not sure the last yep. time we had a guy with four blocks um hammond's Maybe, probably. I guess probably. Like, was pretty good blocking shots. Yeah, I don't think Harms ever got four. Haas definitely didn't get four. I bet, I bet Harms got four in a game sometimes. Let's go back and check. Um, I mean, yeah. you're coming from a, you know, you're you're four essentially. That's not something that we sure. really see. Um, didn't shoot the ball all that well, but he did take a couple shots and you know made some lay. I mean, made some close layups. But I mean, yeah, I mean, you can't say enough about Trey and his no. effort. Thirty points. Game. Yeah. Just mad at the rim. So everybody played pretty well. Uh, Brandon Newman did kind of struggle. Um, yeah, I mean, Dave Thompson struggled. Yeah, that's a little disappointing. Um, Newman struggled. Uh, yep. I think we were saying Newman. Um, yeah, yep. Morton struggled. I mean, he had zero points. He, he had three assists, but he also had three turnovers. Um, which yeah. seems, I, mean, I think it's he's still coming along, I and mean, I think mm-hmm. we kind of got a little too excited about all the hype about him being the best passer and absolutely he's definitely i think made some passes where he's he's telegraphed a bunch and you you can get away with that in aau and especially you know high school uh when you're better than everybody but you know no matter if you're playing a you know missouri valley team you know these guys are good and especially uh, if i remember i believe indiana state was pretty experienced for the most part and usually those types of teams especially we got no fans and those those guys those types of teams can be very very dangerous yep Yep, absolutely. And a lot of the kids, like a small Indiana school, they probably dreamed of playing a, mm-hmm. a Purdue or Indiana, Notre Dame, maybe even Butler, and mm-hmm. um, want to take it to them when they get a get the opportunity to play them. But I, I, lo- I love yeah. Mason Gillis's motor. I mm-hmm. thought he played well the other night. Um, I think he's got to continue to get better. I mean, he's still getting used to getting back to games. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he went three years without playing in the game of basketball. So Yeah, I think, I think you'll see him stay in the starting lineup. I, mean, I think if that – if Wheeler plays like he does off the bench, I don't care. Yep. If he's no. starting. Um, maybe Matt. I think we kind of saw that with with Harms a little bit yep. in the past, where you know when he started, he just never seemed to mm-hmm. have it click. When he came off the bench, for whatever reason, he was a completely different player. Yep. Um, so that's what it takes by all means. I mean, like I said, I like Gillis. I mean, he can. The bank's open. He's taking it um, with the three. I think he's had two. Bank- <laughs> yeah, he banked it right top of the key. <laughs> yeah. As soon as left his hand, I was like, "That is, that is, that long. is long. <laughs> Yep. Um, and then, I, I mean, I think you'll see Edie start probably this next game. I know Painter's pretty 
and let he usually won't switch up his lineup until we lose. So if, if we keep rolling, okay. might stick with Edie. Um, but I think you'll see Trey eventually back in the starting lineup pretty pretty quickly. Eric mm-hmm. Hunter in for Thompson. That was just a matter of time as, yeah. as Hunter got his legs back. Um, I was honestly surprised that Sasha started. I thought uh, I thought we might see, especially because just of how disappointed he was with the entire junior class. I thought he might throw Morton in there just at mm-hmm. least to start. I thought the only person that was going to s- stay in the starting lineup was Newman. Um, but, I mean, I, th- I think we'll see a, a similar lineup on Saturday – or on Wednesday, sorry, on Wednesday against Ohio State. I did see where Matt Painter said today that Jaden Ivey practiced for 45 minutes and yep. looked good doing so, so that's encouraging. And Amanda uh, Dewana yep, yep. practiced for the first time all year, and he, he's coming by slowly, but we could have really used him down to Miami. Yep. Which he's from that area. So that would have been big to see him play. Yeah. But we needed a five in there when both Trey and Edie got in foul trouble. And that was his yeah. probably his chance. And he wasn't out there. So hopefully those guys return. I'm expecting Ivy at least Saturday, maybe not yeah. Wednesday, but I think Saturday's been the goal all along because I really don't think he wants to miss the opportunity to play Notre Dame. Yeah, I'm sure his mom will be there and unless they have a game, I have no idea. Uh, they probably play somewhere sometime yeah. over the weekend, but yeah, she'll be watching, I'm sure. So, but yeah, big week for the Boilers. Uh, start Big Ten play. Big Ten plays actually already started. Michigan and Penn State played last night. Michigan beat them by four. Uh, Rutgers, Maryland was earlier tonight. I don't know who won that game. It was back and forth. Check. I know uh, Illinois Rutgers, Rutgers won by 14. Okay, so they blew it open. It was a close <laughs> game midway through the second half. Yeah, we've got only one Big Ten game tomorrow. We've yeah, got Minnesota and Illinois. Illinois is going to be tipped off. They're only an eight-point favorite, which I, I was a little surprised. I thought for sure they'd be – I mean, come off of a heartbreaker against a, a rival in Missouri over the weekend. Missouri I watched that it. game. I, I, that, that's the most basketball I've watched outside of Purdue was that game. Okay. Missouri just wanted it more. They seem to want that more every year. They give Illinois – Underwood cannot beat them. Mm-hmm. Um, it drives our buddy nuts, and he's already concerned and said if they lose tomorrow to Minnesota, we might not see him for a while. Oh God! That was, was that, that was at Missouri, wasn't it? It was. It was actually on campus. They did a coin flip to decide who oh, got right. it because yeah. they usually play a neutral site down in St. Louis. Well, did Missouri law fans? No, it was just like okay. um, Mac, but it was loud because yeah. those fans really got into it. It's an intense rivalry. Yeah. So, well, because I was watching um, my girlfriend being an Indiana grad, we were watching the Florida State Indiana game last year or last week. And I was, we turned it on. I was like, holy crap, they've actually got fans and they had their band there and they had cheerleaders there. And I was like, that's Florida. <laughs> that's exactly what we thought. I was like, it's Florida. They don't care. Uh, but it was like, I was like, holy crap. Like, like hearing the it band. Adds so much more though. It does. It? Like, like I heard the band. I was like, oh my God. I, I knew I was going to miss the band, but like, because I, I thought about it when, especially watching Saturday against the state, especially at halftime when they, they played the fight song over there. And I was like, that sounds off compared to you? when the band's actually there. It's like, man, I forgot how much the band just had so much more to the experience, which is what I love about college sports is just kind of the pageantry that goes along with it. But yeah, they had a decent amount. I don't know how, I can't remember how much they said that they let in, but I mean, yeah. it was, they had a crowd for that game and any crowds better than none. That's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. It, college basketball outside of Purdue, it's, it's bugging me worse to watch than college football without fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. College sports and the whole, I was saying this earlier today, NFL, I've had no problem watching even without fans. I don't know why it's just the mm-hmm. product or field hasn't changed that much. But college has yeah. been – without fans, it's been tough for me at times. Yeah, especially it's really when you're just watching. Like, I know I watched a little bit of the uh, – oh, who was it? It might have been 
I don't think it was Duke Illinois. It was the game. Oh, it was Duke Michigan State. That's what I watched over that. Yeah, game. yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like seeing the ends of like behind the baskets just completely open. It was like it was that was was bothering me the most. Was just you know I can I can get by not seeing fans in like in uh-huh. the shot, but it's like when the the backdrop is just nothing. It just feels like I'm watching a scrimmage or going back to the NBA bubble watching those types of games. So it's just it was very it's been very bizarre. It, it'll bug us Wednesday night because usually yep. Mac would be hopping for a game against a ranked Ohio State team. Mm. Um, it, it's going to be annoying kind of to talk about <laughs> yeah. fans. But it, it, it just get, and I know I've mentioned this. It kills a lot of teams' home court advantage, but especially Purdue. Mm-hmm. Mac Arena is one of the best home court advantages in the nation, mm-hmm. and it just it's going to hurt this young team not having the fans there. And that's so where I think it. you see a game like the Indiana State game where, you know, a fan, you know, a, a packed Mac Arena probably doesn't have that game be as close as right. it was just because of the momentum that the team right. would have been on. And, you know, I'm not sure it's all that intimidating, but I mean, it is something when you've got, you know, 14,000 people yep. going against you. Um, same thing with the Valpo game. That one was kind of close at the yep. start, you know, or it was closer than it what should have been, been for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I, but, uh, you know, if we go on the road and beat a Michigan State or something like that, it'll be like <laughs> that. So we'll be glad that fans aren't. Allowed or down in assembly hall. Not that we haven't had bad or had any trouble beating them down there recently, anyways. But true, it's Mackey South (laughs) as of late. But it it is off to the races with the schedule. We got Ohio State at home, then Notre Dame in the Crossroads Classic, which I believe is the last year on the contract. Thank God. Um, (laughs) I don't know if they'll renew it or not. And I say that just because Purdue struggles. And if Purdue is better, and I wouldn't mind it, but Purdue's been awful. And they've had two wins. I've only been to the event once, and it was 2000. I think it was 2013. I we think. lost to Butler that year. Yes. Uh, why Bryce and Scott. Because yeah. I know Indiana played the game before. I guess, I guess it would have been Notre Dame. But I think Notre Dame beat them. Because I remember I was glad uh, just because a lot of them left and for our game. And, yeah, it was cool to go. It's just cool to see the you know the, the top in-state schools get together and have all the fans there. But, yeah, when, it, when you don't win, it – uh. That just kind of sour. Started off on a bad foot in 2011 when we just choked a big lead to Butler away. And then mm-hmm. uh, 2012, of course, Butler knocks off number one Indiana. And then mm-hmm. then we get steamrolled by Notre Dame. And then, I mean, I mean it took us till 2016 to get our first yeah. win. And we were I down remember, at halftime. I remember 2015, I was just getting ready to graduate from Purdue. And because I was a December graduate, um, shout out to all the December graduates graduating this week, or if not last week. Um, Especially all the, the the half victory lap people like us. Um, I, remember watching, <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching that game. We were ranked. I don't think Butler was ranked, but we were like, I think I think we had just cracked the top ten. And I was yep. watching it at Harry's. We're and undefeated. Then, yeah, undefeated. I was like, okay, this is this is the year we're gonna finally get a win. And nope. <laughs> and then it took the next year where we had a big we were had a big deficit against Notre Dame, and then Biggie Willis got hot. Yeah, got hot. Biggie Biggie Willis back and. That's what was fun. That's when. Then, then the next year we beat Butler with uh, that fun, fun Purdue team to watch. Yeah. And then the last couple of years haven't been fun again in the crossroads. No. But uh, we'll no. see. Maybe we can get the Irish. But then that next week we're um, at Rutgers, mm-hmm. and then Maryland at home on Christmas, and then we're at Iowa. No, we're at oh, Iowa. Yeah. Excuse me. Next week at yeah. Iowa in Maryland at home. Then the following weeks at Rutgers at Illinois. And we're done with Iowa and Illinois right away, which kind Thank of Thank God. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and we've got Iowa next Tuesday. That's what I'm at. 20, 22nd at nine o'clock on Big Ten Network, which I know I was, I was uh, it's nine o'clock on Tuesday. I mean, I, I'm not working. Yeah, that, but then yeah I'm not working. Either. <laughs> but uh, I know before the season, I was, I and mean, I know we, I think when we had our little basketball preview, uh, I was kind of dogging Iowa a little bit, saying I, I can't, uh, I can't. Uh, Believe in a frame of defense, you know, this, this team is freaking good. <laughs> they are loaded. They, they, they are, play. They stupid. they play Gonzaga on Saturday. Number one against number yeah, three. That's that's a game that I'm excited to watch. Yeah, I remember it's on. But yeah, I, I Luca Garza already barring injury, he has the Big Ten Player of the Year wrapped up, and he probably is going to win National Player of the Year. But he's got the Big yeah. Ten Player of the Year wrapped up unless he gets injured. He's averaging. I mean, his average dropped over the weekend because he only scored. He only played twenty minutes, and his he's still averaging twenty nine points a game. Yeah, they're good. They're they're so deep too. Yeah, they're, he's they're shooting sixty nine percent from the field. He means a good free throw shooter. I mean, he's got some range to him. I mean, they've got just. I mean, it just it reminds me a lot of, and it's probably better. Eh, I like I like to see this team of our 2017-2018 team versus. This team is because it was kind of the same thing of, you know, dominant big man, a different style of play, obviously, because Haas was nowhere near what, um, what Garza is in terms of athleticism, but I mean, dominant in his own way. Yes. And then just surround him with shooters because that was, I mean, I mean think, think about the, I mean, the Iowa game that year. I mean, we just yep. absolutely torched them. Yep. Um, it would just be really interesting to see those teams go out, especially because we were a really good defensive team, pretty good defensive team too. Well, so Tim then, Doyle was comparing this Iowa team to the 0-9-10 Purdue team and who would win. Well, it's hard to it's hard to compare those teams because it was different rules back then. Are we playing 0-9-10 rules? Or are we playing 2020-2021 rules? Because if it's 0-9 rules, out and a half. If it's 0-9 rules, we smoke them. Yeah, I think we smoke them. I think yeah, I think Kramer shuts down everybody. It, and I think I can speak for both of us and most of uh, Boilermaker Nation. When I love talking about that team because it, it still is my favorite Purdue team, but it's still so painful talking about that team too because what could have yeah. been. Yeah, but yeah, that team was so fun to watch. Yeah, it's. It, I remember that one was a little bit, especially because playing basketball in high school. A lot of times I would miss games or I couldn't watch as much. Mm-hmm. I feel like I didn't get a chance to watch as much that year. Um, but I mean, it was. I mean, that team was so fun. I mean, it reminded me a lot of the 2017, 2018 team, just in terms of just how much fun yeah. it was. And we just, yep. I mean, you want you win 30 games, and yep. um, that, that team, the 2017, 2018 team, it was the most fun I've had watching that I can remember, just because I was able to watch all the games, and I mean, just those performances that we had. You know, like 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 at Iowa, um, was that was that was the year we the Michigan game at home, or was that the year before with Biggie? No, that that was the we, we went up there by like a point or two and then beat them at home in that crazy yeah, game where both teams like sixty percent. Yeah, that was so much fun. I yeah. that was one home game I had to miss and I watched that at home. And that was, but it was it was something. Yeah. So yeah, but I mean that point that two thousand nineteen was. I mean, I hope we get something like that again. Um, but yeah, we're trying. Really, we're trying our best with recruiting efforts. Yeah. 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 So, we'll see. But. Uh, should mention to everybody that um, if I can pull up my sponsor, here we go. That Webb's Family Pharmacy is also a sponsor of the Boiler Breakdown podcast. Webb's Family Pharmacy is an independently owned community pharmacy with stores located in Rochester, Akron, and North Manchester, Indiana. Webb's is happy to announce that they are providing flu shots by appointment right in your car. Simply call to set up an appointment, and their friendly and caring staff will be happy to help you. For all of your high quality medical equipment, supplies, and pharmacy services, 
Check out www.webrx.com or give them a call. Webb's Family Pharmacy, the professional pharmacy with a hometown touch. Boiler owned. Sir. Um, I don't think our buddy Andrew's going to be joining us. Yeah, uh, probably not. We're an hour in and, and we haven't seen a site. <laughs> he probably did this on purpose because oh, it's yeah. a classic week. <laughs> but we're not playing Butler. We're not playing them. But he did join last they, I, actually, I wanted to ask him about it. So I'll, to, I'll now text him off air. But they have you seen what they have to do this week? So that for one, they haven't played, they haven't played like a, in a month. Literally they a month. Play, yeah. They play Villanova this week. Oh, I did not see that. Yeah, let me pull it. Let me make sure I'm I'm right. So I looked up the other day because I was like, because I know they play. Then they play Indiana on Saturday. Which yeah, I, they I, usually I, play IU well, but I don't think this Butler team's that great to begin with. And now yeah. that they got a month off, I can't pick them. Yeah, and Indians are really good. I mean, they're really good defensively. I'm not buying into their offense yet. I mean, I think they they shot pretty well against North Alabama yesterday, but it's North Alabama. They're one of the historically the worst power. <laughs> Division one basketball programs in the country. Um, so I'm not going to give them too much credit there because from what I've watched, like five seconds of it while my girlfriend was watching it and their defense just looked out. I have not watched trash. a single second of Indiana basketball. And I usually I like to watch to root against them, but yeah. I will say my life's a lot happier not watching them. So maybe the that's my new game. trend. I watched the Florida State game and that was that game was just, and people were giving both teams a lot of praise. I thought both teams' offenses were just complete garbage. garbage. It was just like, I mean, Florida State, I don't know what the hell they were doing on offense. Uh, maybe we can probably credit Indiana defense to that, but I was just like, sometimes they would they would just so much ball movement, and then sometimes it would be no ball movement and just jack up a three. I mean, the shot they wanted on was like a, a just complete runner, like teardrop type of thing. It was just, I, I was not impressed. And then, I, I mean, the ball, man. when Indiana was doing well, they were giving Trace Jackson Davis the ball, then they stopped for a little bit in overtime. That's when Florida State took the lead again. Sure. Florida State Florida State had the game, had 55 chances to win the game and, and, and any regulation it felt like, and they couldn't do it. And then I was when I went to our house, I was like, I think Indiana's going to win this game just because yeah. Trish actually was playing so well, but then they just went away from them, and then yeah. they lost. But, uh, yeah, going back to Butler, um, yeah, so their, their only game they played was Western Michigan, first game of the season. They won by four. Yeah, it was a close game. Yeah, the game against Eastern Illinois was postponed. Game against Northern Northern Kentucky was postponed. Game against St. John's was postponed. So now they play this Wednesday at Villanova. Who's five and one? What a Break, tune up! Yeah, Rick number seven in the country, and then they play Indiana on Saturday in the Crossroads Classic. Yeah, I I mean I don't, I don't there's no line for it, but I mean the ESPN picture gives Indiana basically a seventy percent chance of winning that game. Um, yeah, Andrew probably skipped over, and he's he's done tired. He's tired of talking pretty football. Yeah, so. he, he he's wanted to jump off a bridge. <laughs> it's all good. So I think a lot of Purdue fans have wanted that. Have had. The yeah, same I'm not. If this game gets canceled, I'm not gonna be too upset just because I'm just like just. I'm I'm already in conscious saying it's going to. I've already got myself prepared. Mm-hmm. I was pretty bummed last week, even though we were already bombing coming off the Nebraska loss. <laughs> that was the funny thing for me, just because I mean, as people if it was our last podcast, I was pretty negative towards the Boilers, and um, I was kind of like, man, I hope this. I'm, I kinda, so we lost yeah, <laughs> I mean, I was kind of like, man, I would if this game was canceled, I'm not gonna be mad at all because I just, I just, I just don't want to see us get our asses kicked. That's the biggest sure. thing. 
Um, and then when it was canceled, I was like, oh man, being that canceled, like that kind of sucks. I was just like, bored on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Think, I'm like, there's nothing to do. Like, I got so bored. Like I've like forgot that our game was that night. <laughs> I was, like, it was like, where I was, I mean, I was just sitting at home because I was in quarantine. And then I was just like, oh my God, the game's in an hour. I, forgot, I completely forgot yeah. about the game. Um, you know, I've, I've caught myself doing that a couple times already this college basketball season. And like in the past, no chance that happens. No. It's just a weird year. It's especially like, if you're going to the game. It's just like, okay, yep. can, I, can I cut out early today, or you know, when yep. can I, we're not we're not to get on the road, or yep. it, yeah, it's been odd. It's been crazy. Yeah, it's been very odd. Yeah, but I, I the game I canceled. I was like, oh man, the game I canceled. Then when they mm-hmm. re announced, I was like, oh crap, the game's back. <laughs> I was just having like I said, it was Friday yeah. night, but then then I'm like, is this really gonna happen? Right. Like, yeah. In the morning, I'm like, it's not gonna happen, but. Who knows? Until they say no, it's on. So, yeah. um, would you take a split out of the basketball team this week? I'm sorry, say that again. Would you take a split out of the basketball team this week? <sighs> yes, but I'm like, God, which game do I want more? Because I feel like I obviously the Ohio State game would be Big Ten standing, but it's like, yes. I just don't want to take losing another crossroads game. But yeah, I, also, I don't know too many Notre Dame basketball fans, but still, I still don't like Notre Dame. So Right. And yeah, it's. I, I think, think it's split. I take a split almost every single week. I'm, yeah, I'm so I mean, nervous. Like with this young team, I know this isn't going to happen, or hopefully it doesn't. I'm nervous we're not going to win a Big Ten game. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's just how my mind is. Like, I, mean, that's, I mean, go back to last year where you had, you know, the two games in December before oh some more non con, and then you started back up in January, end of December, early January, and we we're like, man, we got the most favorable two games with. Nebraska and I was with Northwestern, I think. Yeah, we won Northwestern. And, and we lost to Nebraska. We we smoked that Nebraska yeah. one two, two games. Yeah. And it was like, God. So it's like, man, yeah. Like, it's just, I mean, take what you can get. I know I was listening to the Gold Black podcast today. Mm-hmm. I think they were saying if, you know, if it, you know, just go 500 and you can probably yeah. make the tournament, especially with the deep, as deep of a, of a league it is, which is, I mean, we always say the Big Ten's pretty deep for the most part. And there's been a few years where it's been not so yep. deep, but man, I, I cannot remember a year where it's been this deep. It's deep. Um, if we go 500, I think, think that's good enough, but that makes me nervous about that Miami game biting us on the butt. Yeah, especially with lack of non con games to actually play. But I mean, if, if those nine wins, if you get a, Somehow so, sneak like a Michigan State and Iowa and I mean an Illinois there, which I I don't like our matchup with Illinois ever. When we but. when we put it in that sense, I kind of if I have to pick one, I probably pick beat Notre Dame, even though it gives really? us one conference gives us a, a good non or a decent okay. conference win. Yeah. Um, Notre Dame beat Kentucky the other day, hung on for dear life after being up yeah. twenty. They beat by one. You gotta think Kentucky's gonna eventually get it rolling, so that could turn yeah. to a good win for Notre Dame. Which then if we win makes our win look better, but I don't know. I'll take, I'll take either one. I would love to take both. I just, I don't see this young team getting both. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to think because usually obviously the year when talking about the tournament, we always talk about, um, well, God, I can't remember. They're they're measuring stick for like when they rank teams. Um, Ken Palm, not Ken Palm anymore, but it's like the, the index where it's like, I can't, I'm blanking on it now. I feel embarrassed. I'm forgetting about it, but a lot of it, it factors in home wins, home losses, road. RPI? Like it RPI, RPI was RPI was the old one. Yeah. Like I, the, it's the new one. I, I cannot remember it. So yeah. I know I'll think of it since we stop recording, but that always like you get a certain rank, you know, like they take certain, you know, if you win a road win, 
versus like a, you know, a home win, obviously like those mm-hmm. can factor different, like a, a home loss versus a road loss. They kind of go, they take those in seriously. I wonder how much if that they're in the same thing this year, where it's, you know, a road game isn't as daunting or isn't as challenging as before because of the fact that you don't have fans, especially at Good least point. in the big 10. So I wonder how that, cause like, like cause I just think like, man, a, a home loss would suck. Um, yep. be completely honest. I thought we were playing at Ohio state this week. That's how, Mm. out of it i am but i i just think a home loss i probably almost take the ohio state game just because i just i still want to protect home court um mm-hmm. so but well, yeah, especially because we didn't do a good job of that last year right so it's it's tough yeah but yeah i would take a split probably as long as we oh, I, yeah i'd right. take a split right now i, I would i would I take it ohio state, they say ej liddell is day-to-day um it sounds like he may have mono or had mono so I don't know because they said it was non-COVID, and I think someone was saying that. I think it was uh, their coach, and again, I'm blanking on his name now. Uh, Holtman. Holtman. Nicholas Holtman. I think it was him. I read somewhere on Twitter that they said that he's been battling a sickness for a couple of weeks, and that sounds like mono, maybe. Yep. Even if he plays, he won't be near 100, percent and that's right. a big loss for the Buckeyes. So. Yep. But uh, before we wrap up, I should remind everybody that the Boiler Breakdown podcast is also brought to you by Shroff Landscaping. Shroff Landscaping has been in business for over 50 years and can handle all of your landscaping needs, including landscape design, maintenance, irrigation, hardscaping, and they are licensed lawn applicators. Contact them today for all of your landscaping needs at 574-223-2769. Shroff Landscaping, design with you in mind. Any closing thoughts there, Mr. Webb? I think my focus is now on basketball. <laughs> no, it's. I think yeah. it's got to be at this point. I mean, um, even even if we somehow get a bucket game, that's it. So yeah, I mean, if there is a bucket game, I just I, I just want us to see play inspired football. I feel like we just it just looks so crappy in the last two weeks, and sure has. Yeah, just at least make it a fight. I mean, a good team. Um, that's in my biggest thing. Yeah, I just if we're, we're gonna have a football game, I want us to compete and mm-hmm. do a good job, and not just roll over and take a smacking. Yep. Yep. Show some heart, but yep. uh, yeah, that, that, yeah, that's the thing. I think, I think we're just yep. lacking. And maybe I'm just forgetting last year. Cause I feel like I, I don't feel like we really had games where we just didn't show heart. It was just, we were just really young. We're just young and yeah, banged and, and up. Yeah. But I feel like this year it's just been like, yeah. like show some pride. <laughs> yep. Which we talked about the start of the year. It was going to be a challenge both in football and basketball mm-hmm. for, especially when teams start going on downslide. How do these coaches get these kids up and yep. motivated to play and, think purdue kind of saw some of that unfortunately mm-hmm. so yep. but hopefully we get a play and hopefully the basketball team shows up twice this week and we can boiler up hammer down beat the buckeyes beat the hoosiers and beat the fighting irish yes sir